Hello there, darlings. Welcome to the Clockwork Cabaret. They are old, they are not hip. They are the weird aunties that you didn't know you needed or wanted. And now, for a friendly reminder, this show is for adults. That darling DJ duo, Emma Davenport and Lady Attercop, drink cocktails, have potty mouths, and at least one of them was raised by wolves. <laughs> with the sound of the cuckoo, you know that it is time for the Clockwork Cabaret. Hooray! Hooray! I'm Emmett Davenport. And I am Lady Addercop. And this week it just dawns on me that this show, the Clockwork Cabaret, is 15 years <laughs> old. 50, I've been doing this show for 15 years. This show is old enough to see a PG-13 movie. <laughs> Without parental Without, permission. Yes. To date. To, they can, get a, they can get a part-time job and start bringing in some damn money. Yeah. Could get a driver's permit. These are all very American things yeah, that it yeah. can do. Uh, it's, read, it's read its first terrible, it's read the first collection of terrible books in high school oh, that yes. it's had to read. Yes. Uh, designed to ruin it. Yes, there they would be a tenth grader. It would be a tenth. Would or be a sophomore. A sophomore, uh, year ten, I think. Yeah, year ten. If you're in other countries, um, basically they would be fifteen. Yes, they'd be so fifteen right now. They would probably have written their first uh, fan fiction. Oh, they've done that before then. <laughs> Starting to get really into some shipping wars somewhere. <laughs> they've made, they just made their first OC original character. They have definitely made that, some OCs. Yes, uh, uh, they have uh, watched too much anime and gone through already gone through their anime yes. stage possibly. They, yeah, they probably already went through and came out of it. Possibly, possibly. or possibly going back into it. I don't yes. know. I don't know how fast kids cycled in in and out of anime phases these years. I don't know. Rapidly. <laughs> Probably. There's probably so many other options out there now. But oh, yeah. Oh, they'd have to. Oh, they would have had to read Wuthering Heights. Yes. Oh, our poor, poor, poor baby Clocker Cabaret who doesn't exist as a real person, but we have just created into an anthropomorphic child. Yes. Yeah. Well, and if you were, if they were a product of the American school system, they would have had to read a whole bunch of Steinbeck. <laughs> They would have to read They've already been subjected to so much Steinbeck. And Hemingway. And so much Hemingway. They've had, definitely had to read Hills Like White Elephants. And they're yes. just like, Ugh. At least I was. They've, they've Catcher already, in the Rye. Catcher in the Rye. Romeo and Juliet has already yes. been on the docket. Yeah, Possibly already... Hamlet, depending. Yeah. They've... They've, if they're like me, they've read, read Huckle, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn twice. Yeah, I luckily did not have to read that. I read it three times. Once when I was in... once when Oh, there was a terrible short story I remember that was from my freshman year of... Or not freshman, sophomore year of English in high school was 
the rose for Emily. Oh, a rose which, for Emily was, yes, yes. And, and flowers for Algernon. Yes, rose for Emily is the story where where the bride dies in the, playing hide and seek and mm-hmm. dies in the attic. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, that was, <laughs> mm. so why is so much of, 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 15-year-old uh, English classes. Why were so much, many of them, the stories all seem to be surrounding death. Terrible. They're Terrible, terrible. death, morbid. We had to read. And then they wonder why I wear black all the time. <laughs> we, I mean, they wonder how we turned out this way. We had to read, um, for 10th grade English, we had to read On the Beach, which was a, a, a story about the nuclear apocalypse has happened. Yeah. And Europe and Russia have destroyed, like, you know, the United States yeah. and Russia have already destroyed each other. And so it's about everyone in Australia just waiting for the fallout to hit them. Oh. <laughs> you know, something cheery for the kids, for the I mean, 15 year olds in the class. I mean, we had to read John Knowles a, a separate piece, mm-hmm. which is a sad coming of age book that I yeah there's yeah. Bla- there's oh, wait, lots oh. of coming of age but, but yeah. through torturous yeah. horrible trauma we, we mentioned yeah, yeah. Catcher in the Rye for sure yeah. definitely have read To Kill a Mockingbird of Mice and, to Men and watched the yeah. movie and all gotten a crush yeah. on Atticus Finch <laughs> Gregory Peck we, yeah weird, weird Gregory Peck crush yes as a 15 year old yes oh yeah uh, <laughs> You partially want him to be your dad, we, but also he's attractive. Mm-hmm. You want, yeah. You're like, do I want to make out on him, yes. or yeah. do I want him to be my dad? Yeah. You start having to navigate those feelings. Yes, and that's weird. We had to read the Taming of the Shrew, and then we watched the movie with Liz Taylor. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, we watched a lot of. Oh, we read. We read a lot of Shakespeare. We read a lot of Shakespeare too. But that was. But I had been reading a lot of Shakespeare all prior to that. Prior to that, on my own, because I was a nerd. Because homeschooled. Yes, homeschooled. Also because I really liked the uh, Romeo and Juliet, the nineteen seventies Romeo and Juliet. Oh movie. yeah, uh huh. The movie Tybalt. Tybalt was my Tybalt favorite. Was Michael always York. My favorite. Michael York. Tybalt was Tybalt. My, always yeah. my favorite, even so, in the book. Yeah. We. We did watch that one. They did have to fast through through the boob scenes because yeah. we weren't allowed 15 to watch Fifteen year boobs. old Emmett. Uh, that was when uh, I read Interview with a Vampire for the first time. Oh. That's when I read. Uh, what else did I? What other horrible thing? Oh, I saw Rocky Horror Picture Show for the first mm-hmm. time because mm-hmm. it had just been released on on VHS mm-hmm. tape because that's because I'm old. Um, <laughs> Just and also, also, my mother let me watch it because she has had no understanding of age-appropriate things. <laughs> She's also the one who recommended Interview with a Vampire to me. Mm. So, you know, because inappropriate. Well, but, I mean, no. But when also you're 15, 15, 16, yeah. that is the perfect time yeah. to read Interview with a Vampire. That's when I read Interview yes. and then immediately followed up with and the I, Vampire. And I stat. really like to call... Louis L- Lewis. Lewis. You do have a habit of calling Louis, Louis Lewis. It cracks me up. It's, I know that it's not accurate. I know that's not correct. But he just seems like a Lewis to me. What he's is, not cool enough to be a Louis. He's, he's French. A, he's French, though. Yeah, he, yeah, but he just seems uptight. He's very and uptight. He's uptight and He breaks weird. up with his boyfriends by setting their houses by on fire. By setting their house on fire. Yeah. That seems like a Lewis move. Not once, twice. 
It just <laughs> rewatch, reread the book or rewatch the movie. It happens twice. Yeah. It just seems like a Lewis move, it's, not a Louis move. Mm, mm. I feel like a Louis would, you know, throw your stuff on a lawn <laughs> and then set that on fire. Yeah. Not your house. I see. No, see. I think throwing the house, the stuff on the lawn, and setting it on fire is more of a Lewis. Uh, but I'm imagining that being like more like redneck uh, <laughs> trailer. Yeah. Louis, you done cheated on me for the last time, Lestat. <laughs> I would watch that version. Hold on. <laughs> redneck interview with the vampire. Hold on. <laughs> and, oh, this is how you make your first fan and fiction. Rice, <laughs> and Rice's estate. Get up with me. Imagine it. You can imagine it. I can imagine it. I lived in... I didn't live in a trailer park. I you were, was tra- home- no, you were I was trailer park adjacent. I was trailer park adjacent. No, but Mr. Ducky was homeless for a short period during our time. He stayed with some friends who lived in a trailer park in South Florida. So I have all kinds of trailer park anecdotes re- locked and loaded, ready for interview with the redneck vampire. <laughs> Parole hearing for the redneck vampire. I think I think that could be a new um, that could be a role playing game. <laughs> Vampires in the trailer park. Yes, we can do that. That'll be fun. Oh, <laughs> Vampires in the South Florida trailer park. Yeah, there you go. TM TM TM. Yes, original swamp. character. Do not steal. <laughs> swamp. swamp crazy. Oh man, yeah. Swamp vamps. See, that's the problem with Louis. He's swamp crazy. He, well, he, he's yes. Cajun. He's swamp crazy. He is crazy. Yeah. No offense to the other Cajuns out there, but you know what I mean when I say swamp crazy. Yes, anyone who's grown up in a swamp. Yeah, it just it breeds yeah, a special kind of craziness, and apparently it makes your teachers want to assign you books that will break your heart. Yes, all of it. Yes. We also had to watch Au revoir les enfants in French class, which yeah. is... You know, a cheery little film about the Holocaust, <laughs> about kids being sent to concentration camps. Um, you know, oh, you know, yeah. like for funsies. For funsies. Yeah, I, there was a lot. I mean, it was. We are old, so it was the late eighties, early nineties, early nineties, and right, so, yeah. which like, was when the when, Cold War had not ended yet, right? And also, pretty much anything, any entertainment aimed at children seemed to be designed to destroy our souls. Yes, Lisa. so. <laughs> Which we have... We did... I did grow up in an era where we had duck and cover raids. Yes, me too. We didn't have active shooter raids, though, and those seem scarier to me than duck and cover raids. I, uh... I lived in Maryland, uh, not very far from Three Mile Island when Three Mile Island went up. Yeah, we lived... So... We we were in, uh... We were near, uh... I think it's Turkey Island in Miami. That's the big nuclear power plant down there. Yeah. So, hey, help save the American crocodile... From extinction. Fun fact I, of the day. That the it, nuclear power cause it, plant... Because it kept the water nice and warm. It's true. It encouraged them to breed more and it helped bring the American crocodile back from the brink of extinction. Nice. At least took it off the threatened species list. So, you know, there's your fun fact. <laughs> so, so some good things come out of Florida. <laughs> out, of be- out of being 15 in Florida. <laughs> no, nothing good ever comes out of being 15 in Florida. No. You survive that experience. You don't thrive in it. Yes, it is a survival experiment. Poor poor little clockwork cabaret show. It's about to go through some rough years. It's going to be all awkward. It has managed to to survive uh, middle school, though, so you know. Yes, yes. It's come out weirder. (laughs) (laughs) And edgier. (laughs) It 
had us to guide it through its formative years. There was, so there was no sad. hope. So there sad. was no hope for it. There's never um, been any hope for this. Oh, oh, our poor little baby show. Look at you. It does need to get a job, though, for it real. It does, really, for real. You really need to get a job, the Clockwork Cabaret. Yeah, like, you know, anything. A pizza hut. They don't exist anymore. <laughs> um, wait. Uh, a laser disc. <laughs> laser disc store. Laser Is there a blockbuster you could yeah. work at? Could you, I'm could sure you go a video... to a radio shack and sell so, laser discs? Or GameStop? GameStop still exists. Okay. All right. Well, see, that seems like a thing a 15-year-old could do. No. No? <laughs> no. No? They were... No. <laughs> I mean, they could do what I did, which was volunteer at the at the uh, local library. <laughs> That's like 90% of all of our friends. <laughs> That's what I did. Yeah. Volunteer at the local library. Mostly because I was there all the time, and anyway. the librarian just said, would you please put yourself to some use <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna you work if you're gonna sit here all day long oh yeah i guess so I, and then I, I just would go shelve some books i had a job at 15 that that did not involve babysitting it's my first yes. real job but you I, were working for your dad weren't yeah, you? i was working at a mcdonald's that my yeah. dad managed yeah like oversaw yes. yeah 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 at 15 illegally well barely legally <laughs> i wasn't allowed to work the grill because i was too young well there's also weird labor laws in this yes, country when about when you work for your for parents. parents. They can work you at an yeah, age, yeah. which is why when I was in first grade, I bust tables when yes. my dad owned a yes. restaurant. Yeah, that's why Bob's Burgers <laughs> we, is yes. both funny and sad. <laughs> We've had this conversation before, yes. I think, where I got yes. mad because my brother, who didn't go to as much school as I do, got to work more hours, and I was pissed. <laughs> like, what? I'd rather do that. Like, I, don't, have to go to I don't really foresee me learning anything at this school right now, so how about I just go to work? Yeah. Don't do that to your... Maybe we shouldn't, maybe we shouldn't get no. let the Clockwork Cabaret get a job. Oh, Clockwork Cabaret, just be, you know what? be fun. Your grades. Yes, concentrate on school. Right and, now, uh, you have you your know. whole life to work. Yes, be, have fun. Do, do fun child things. Enjoy your childhood, because it doesn't last forever. No. It's boring. And also all the things that we t- that adults tell you about being an adult, that how great it is. It's only because it's inevitable and that <laughs> you're going to be stuck there. So enjoy your childhood. Oh, I would not go back to being a teen. You could not pay no, me. No, no, neither would I. No. Absolutely not. No. And if I knew now what I knew then, that would be even worse. That would be even worse. <laughs> because then I'd be like, this, mm, this you is ever, terrible. You, you remember that whole Cassandra thing, how that great that worked yes. out for her? Like, yeah, I don't want to be that, I don't want to be that asshole. <laughs> you know? It's never good. Oh. Guys, there's this terrorist attack I have to tell you about. <laughs> yeah, no, no one wants to know the future. No one wants to know any of the, yeah, yes. No. Enjoy your, enjoy your, your, Enjoy your teen years. Your enjoy the time you have left of being a child before. It's just drudgery and hardship. Now here's a book about a bunch of people on a beach that are waiting to die. Write a report about it. And with that, I'm gonna press a button. She looks so good I wanna hold you, wanna hold you tight 
with Prince Charming. Before that, we had Frenchie and the Punk with Hanging on the Telephone. And starting off our set was Nouvelle Vogue with Teenage Kicks.
the dollars there is but one concern I have just discovered some girls are bigger than others some girls are bigger than others some girls mothers are bigger than other girls mothers some girls are bigger than others some girls are bigger than others some girls mothers are bigger than other girls mothers To Cleopatra as he opened the crater veil. Oh, I said, Some girls are bigger than others. Some girls are bigger than others. Some girls' mothers are bigger than other girls' mothers. Some girls are bigger than others. Some girls are bigger than others. Some girls' mothers. little bee, I see why you might choose it. I'd rather have a madman wasp, cause he plays all the music. Choose the madman wasp. He plays all the music.
Bunnymen with Lips Like Sugar. Before that, we had The Smiths with Some Girls Are Bigger Than Others. And because we're apparently just playing all the music from our teenage years, <laughs> the starting off where I said was The Cure with Fridays I'm in Love. Damn, bad
this idea about driving a cheesecake truck, because I figured at the end of the day, I could take some of the leftover cheesecakes home, and I love cheesecake. So I went to the cheesecake company, and they asked me if I could drive a truck, and I said yes, and they said, you're hired. So the next day, I got in the truck with all the cheesecakes, and I drove about a block, and I just had to have a cheesecake. So I pulled over and opened the truck, and I got a cheesecake, and I also took one for later, and I took one for my friend Farm Boy, and I took one to bring home, and by that time, I had eaten one of the cheesecakes, so I took another one. Then I figured I might as well stop at my house to drop off all the cheesecakes. So I take five cakes to eat on the way, and I drive another block and a half to my house. Now it's lunchtime, so I ate ten cheesecakes and a cheesecake for dessert. I should point out, by the way, that all of these cheesecakes were very delicious. Anyway, I decided that the only thing to do would be to eat all the rest of the cheesecakes and hide the truck somewhere and leave town. And I miss everybody a lot, but I'm not really sorry, because they were very delicious cheesecakes. That was King Missile with Cheesecake Truck. Before that, we had They Might Be Giants with Minimum Wage, and starting off our set was Talking Heads with Found a Job.
That's the Buzzcocks with Why Can't I Touch It. Before that, we had Sparks with Angst in My Pants. And starting off our set with Eels with Fly Swatter. One, two, <laughs> one, two, three. <laughs> Turn, be nothing, nothing, nothing but a heartache. A heartache, a heartache, and sadness and misery. And a bad time once in a while, you try to come a bath, they don't want it. And a bad time another time, you're doing something you want to do and they don't want it. And that's all they want to know about is what they want. Bless their hearts. Children, kids, fooey. Well, bless the little hearts. If they're really made out of gold, I'd sell them on the open marketplace so I can make a fortune. I'm talking about kids. Kids! They don't know what they're doing, and they don't really lead you to ruin. Children, they cry at you when you're young, they yell at you when you're old, they borrow from you when you're middle-aged, and they leave you alone to die. Children, children, kids, they're smaller versions of us, you know. I'm not so crazy about me in the first place. Why do I want to be one of them? Sure, they're soft, they're cuddly, and they're friendly when they want to be. They know how to smile and get what they want, and that's not enough if you know what I mean. Kids, fooey, fooey, kids, fooey on all of them. My greatest hope in life is that someday one of them might grow up and then they get married. Just so they can leave home, you know. The only way you can get them to stay away and leave you alone. Children, ask me about them. They're okay for some people, but uh, some people's children, uh, children, they're disobedient, you know. Never eat the spinach when you ask them to. I'm through with children, I'm through with kids, ain't nothing I'm gonna do about it. Try feeding one at three in the morning. You'll see what I mean, if you know what I mean. They're just children. I think that's why I don't like them very much anymore. And here's why. You see, you pour your heart out to them, and when you get in return, you get ruined. Ruined! Ruined! You give them everything they want. You give them a lot of toys, give them a lot of noise. When you get in return, you get a lot of noise. Climactic auricular ordeal is brought to you by the Sir Isaac Newton Foundation, renowned inventor of one of history's most cunning inventions, the cat flap. 
Yes, the cat flap, a device of the utmost cunning, perspicacity, and innovation, as everyone who has been subject to the demands of our furry feline overlord knows. Cats are fickle by nature. They want in. They want out. They want to exist in a state of being, both in and out at the same time. Why, it's enough to make you want to stuff them in a box and pretend it's a thought experiment. No longer will you be subject to their capricious whims. The cat flap. A tiny door within a door that allows would-be wildcats the option to exhaust their capacity for the great outdoors while leaving you free to contemplate why that apple conked you on the noggin. A transcendent invention. Divine inspiration, pure creative genius sent from on high by Bast. It is a rare mind indeed that can make the non-existent blindingly obvious. Many may cry, I could have thought of that, but the fact is that they didn't. The cat flap. That is why we remember Sir Isaac so fondly. Oh, of course, we mustn't forget that little ditty called Gravity, though that was less an invention and merely a discovery. It was there to be discovered. Someone was bound to notice, sooner or later... And coming this winter from the Sir Isaac Newton Foundation, the kitten flap, a tinier door within a door within a door. And as always, the Clockwork Cabaret takes one too many tequila shots with Mad Wasp Radio, resulting in an impromptu dinner speech that causes four of the diners to faint and the host to leave the country that very night.
the Sniffers with Don't Fence Me In. Before that, we had Violent Femmes with Eep, Op, or Uh-Uh, means I love you. And starting off our set was Harry Nilsson with Kids from Popeye, the movie.
Susie and the Banshees with This Town Ain't Big Enough for Both of Us. Before that, we had The Damned with Neat, Neat, Neat. And starting off our set was The Linda Lindas with O. I like burning houses down and factories as well. I like burning anything. This is the truth I tell. Libraries and museums, both of them have fell. I like burning things, burning things is swell. I would like to start it as a fashion trend amongst the young people, then the world might end. Wouldn't it be fun to ring the funeral bell on our civilization? Watch it burn in hell. Start a fire, start a fire, start a fire today. Burn it, burn it, burn it, burn it, burn it all away. summer I like to go to the countryside where I burn a forest down I watch it burn with pride isn't nature wonderful it makes things so dry burn it burn it burn it burn it burn the countryside start a fire start a fire start a fire feel sad to see young people dance. They could burn the discotheque down, they've got every chance. Then they'd get themselves into the news. Burning things, burning things can make you famous too. Start a fire, start a fire, start a fire today. Burn it, burn it, burn it, burn it, burn it all away. Fire!
except little fish. But they told me he swears, try not to talk to me. Koi, koi. Where is my mind? Where is my mind? Where is my mind? Where is my mind? It's all way out in the water.
motto of a man. Scaramouche, Scaramouche, will you do the fandango? Thunderbolt and lightning, very, very frightening me. Galileo, 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 Galileo Figaro. I'm just a poor boy, nobody loves me. He's just a poor boy from a poor family, sparing his life from this monstrosity. Mamma mia, mamma mia, let me go. Beelzebub has a devil put aside for me, for me, for me. That's Queen with Bohemian Rhapsody. Before that, we had Puddles Pity Party with Where Is My Mind? And starting off our set was Tiger Lilies with Start a Fire. Ambling madly all over the town The call to arms you liken to a whisper I liken to a radio you were a brick bat, a bowery tough, so rough They called you from a cartoon Pulled out of your pantaloons But you, my brother in arms I'd rather I'd lose my limbs and let you come to harm Bombazine doll The bullets may singe your skin And the mortars may fall But I I never felt so much life Than tonight Her 
Five in proud array Standing by the bathing Soldiers and the stevedores We laid on the mattress And tumbled to sleep Our eyes aligned Swaddled in our civvies Cradled in our dungarees But you My brother in arms I'd rather I'd lose my limbs And let you come to harm But you My bombazine doll The bullets may singe your skin And the mortars may fall But I I never felt internet radio like this doesn't come easy but it does come cheap and you can help pay for it simply head over to madwaspradio.com and click on their donate button to help keep shows like ours on the british airwaves or if you like this clockwork of cabarets this crazy thing we do you can donate to us directly by going to ivyaltstudios.com and donating one of multiple ways in fact we'll even take unmarked bills slipped discreetly under the nearest lavatory door.
Beirut with My Family's Role in the World Revolution. Before that, we had Rufus Wainwright with Rules and Regulations, and starting off our set was the Decemberists with The Soldiering Life. <clears throat> broke our backs to get here and you didn't say for what you said this was important but it seems that it is not you were rather vague on what this small liaison would entail but could you really not just put this in an email have we down tools and rushed over at the mere drop of a hat to satisfy your urge to have a cozy little chat or full of pointless questioning but lacking in detail could you really not just put this in an email could you really not just put this in an email could you really not just put this in an email? Was it for the sense of drama that you called us to attend? Somebody here is definitely not winning any friends. 
I'm sick of staying after hours and early morning starts Of lengthy lunchtime lectures staring gormously at charts Being forced to rush my sandwich goes too far beyond the pale Could you really not just put this in an email? The sense of self-importance that these merry meetings bring Won't justify the training sessions where nobody learns a thing We'd like to ditch the role plays and the meetings face to face In favour of sitting at our desks, perusing at our own sweet pace If this is what it takes to keep the top brass satisfied Tell them all of this box ticking leaves one feeling dead inside And we do not need a hookup to discuss the paper trail Could you really not just put this in an email? called us all together during a busy working week were you surprised at the eye rolling when you step forward to speak it's a sign of the disdain behind a thin and flimsy veil could you really not just put this in an email was the presentation needed just to keep us all on side was anybody actually listening or just reading from the slides all the unrealistic targets were all set up to fail could you really not just put them in an email could you really not just put them in an email not just put them in an email Can't you see that we're all busy trying to arrange All the things you brought up last time that you said we had to change Are there any explanations for the sudden summonings? Are there hidden revelations that the awkward silence brings? If there are not, I propose that we this gathering derail And for fuck's sake, please just put this in an email
was Shovels and Rope with I'm Coming Out. Before that, we had Pookie Lafarge with Fuck Me Up. And starting off our set was Thomas Benjamin Wild Esquire with Could You Really Not Just Put This in an Email? And I, question- think, <laughs> I think it's Pokey, not Pookie. Did I say Pookie? <laughs> it's Pookie, fine. Pookie Lafarge. I mean, it's Pokey, fine. Pokey's brother. I mean, <laughs> it's Pokey Lafarge. Pokey Lafarge. I think it's Pookie from now on. In my but... heart, he's always been Pookie. Pookie it's Bear. It's alright. The name of the name of Garfield's stuffed t- animal. Is, uh, really? Pookie Bear. Yes. Oh, I guess. Okay. Uh huh. There's there's another fun fact for y'all today that you'll, that's now lives in your brain instead of mine. <laughs> Pass it, it along. Enjoy. Oh was... no. <laughs> I've just got to get all these random facts out of my brain and onto the air so they no longer haunt me at 3 a.m. Will that work? No. No, it hasn't in the past. How long have (laughs) I been doing this show with you? Ten years? Hasn't in the past ten years. (laughs) I don't see that changing in the future. Has it been ten years? Wow. I've been in North Carolina for about 13, so. Yeah. Yeah, and I joined shortly, not too long after. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Ah. Wow. Time flies. When you're on the run. <laughs> From the police. <laughs> <laughs> From everything. From your own From inadequacies. Random, <laughs> random facts about Garfield. <laughs> you know, things uh, that go on in your brain. <laughs> well, there's a lot of things that go on in my brain, and none of them are good, <laughs> as we discussed today. A plus braining over here. Very good brain. Hey, you managed. No complaints. To, you managed to say almost all of the back announcing without any yeah, errors. Just, it was just the last one, and it was funny. It, I, I, I could have offered to re-record it and stop, no, but I didn't think no. I didn't think it was worth it, and I thought it was funny. <laughs> also, <laughs> they've been listening this long. They're not surprised. No one is surprised. No, no one is like, oh, Lady Addercup fucked up the pronunciation. Ooh, quelle surprise. Yeah, no. <laughs> no one is dropping their monocle into their teacup. Like, my, my God. This is my shocked face. <gasps> <gasps> that was our. I guess I, I. We started off with a theme. It really and, had a theme. Uh, then sort of. we just started playing stuff that, <laughs> that we, wanted we wanted to hear. I mean, yeah, okay. honestly, uh, that's been this show from the get go. Mm, mm-hmm. Music I want to hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 15 years and still doing the same thing. <laughs> that's right. The music what? changes periodically, most of the time. I'm tired. We try and play different yeah, stuff and new do. things. So, we where I where else are you gonna get a cover of a Jetson song and Bohemian Rhapsody on the same playlist? Yeah, or music from Popeye the Movie. <laughs> music from we keep playing music from Popeye the Movie. I can't help it. I bought that thing. <laughs> I bought that People album. Are gonna wonder. I bought that album and I'm gonna play it. <laughs> It's because I made Emmett remember that Popeye the movie was something that existed I've in the world. I've actually watched it several times in I my life. I have as well. My dad really liked Popeye the movie. So did my dad. What's his, his my, dad's my of the 80s? father. Pop loved that thing. Dad's of the 80s, what is up? Why were you making us watch Robin Williams be Popeye? I don't know. With the bad bleach job. With the and, the, with the, and they made him weirdly blonde. Yeah, made him weirdly blonde and also... Gave him the weird, uh, tumorous arms. The big muscle arms. Yes, yeah. that mm-hmm. like has 
No, strange. No, don't. Robin Williams has taken some interesting roles in his career, yes, including Popeye. Yes, yeah, and and Peter Pan. Yes, yeah, he was also in a bunch of very serious roles. Yes, and, yes, and uh, yeah, and also the toy. Oh no! Oh, I forgot about that which, movie. The song "Happy Workers," which Walter Sickert does a yes. does a cover of. We have played that. Is, we have that played is from movie. that. Yeah. and it is. Oh, I forgot about that movie. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it isn't as bad as I remember it being, mm. but but it's still not good. <laughs> no. It's, Again, what was? What was going on? <laughs> I don't know. There's also a mo- movie that a friend of mine in high school uh, would talk other people into watching. Oh, I think I know and which it movie was this is. so bad. It was not good. And it's a Tom Hanks movie. Yep. And I know what movie it is. It was because Joe. Because we've discussed right. this movie. <laughs> it was Joe versus the Volcano. And he had, mm-hmm. he had a very, 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 very long descriptive argument for why all of the, why this movie should be considered one of the best movies in all of film creation because oh it, it was a movie about the everyman and how it was a you know that this this movie should be taught in film class <laughs> and he would go on and on mm. and on about about the symbolism and the and proof, and, proof positive you can stuff a movie full of symbolism and, and have it look Sound good on paper right. and get Thomason Hanks. Thomas Thomason. Thomason. Thomason Hanks. Thomason Hanks, father to us all, to star in it, and it still sucks. Yeah, no, it was not. It's not good. It's but it's very he bad. did manage to talk at least five people into it watching does. it. Because with his with his very good verbal argument, my my friend became a lawyer. So yeah. there you go. That ex- that probably explains a lot yeah. about a yeah, lot that, of things. That does explain a lot. Yes. Oh, and, and your local blockbuster was very confused yes. about why Joe versus the volcano kept getting, kept getting checked yes. out. Why do people keep renting oh, this? That was yes. the plot of that was he went to an island and he was going to jump in the volcano. Right? Yes, because he he thought he, he, thought he, he was had terminal. been tricked. Yeah. He had been tricked into thinking that he was going to die. Right. And he yes. was, this was going to be his big, big... And in the course of the movie, he, he learns to live again. Yes. And meets Meg Ryan three times. Yeah. All um, the same big woman. Well, she plays different characters. Yes. But... And it's very strange because I kept thinking... Is she supposed could, to be different people? <laughs> were, is this because he just sees her face on everyone? Yeah. Or could is, they not afford three different actors? Yeah, what is or, this symbolism? I don't... Or just all women are the same? Oh, like, I, like, did, I... Oh, yeah. I mean, I can't figure out... I nope. think you're thinking too hard about Joe versus the volcano. But it did have... Abe Vigoda in it. It does have Abe Vigoda. <laughs> that is a true fact. Okay. There's, and there's another fact for your brain. Yes. For your three Who was my things. favorite character? He was my favorite actor on Barney Miller, which was a 1970s uh, comedy cop show. 
inexplicably. Uh, he have, played fish. Did you have a crush on him as a kid? You know, I just thought he was the. I just thought he was funny. He was he was a very stoic character, yeah. and he didn't talk much. But when he did, it was always hilarious. Mm-hmm. I found him to be very funny when I was six. <laughs> <laughs> don't know why. Just, hey, you loved Abe Vigoda. I you did. Know? If I had met Abe Vigoda as a child, I would have been, it would have been like the highlight of my... lost your mind. Yes, it would have been the highlight of my day. I don't know why. I have <laughs> no idea. You don't have I think explain. it might have been that I would have liked to have had him for a grandfather. He, does, he does of, have a big grandpa Instead vibe. of the grandfather I had. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Who was grumpy and I nicknamed him Gra. <laughs> The one that didn't talk. That was the one potentially that, a spy. Yes. You know, that one. That one. Abe Vigoda seemed like a step yeah, up. He seems he seems yeah. cuddly. He's yes. got a good vamp- yeah. vampire. He does have a, a good, good vampire. vampire energy. He does have a good vampire energy. <laughs> Abe Vigoda is going to be in my my redneck vampire movie. I is think he, he's... I don't think he's alive anymore. It's just gonna, all the more reason for him to be but, in well, it. Well, but he, he will be the undead vampire. Yeah. It will come back just to do that film. I think so. There you go. I, I, again, <laughs> Anne Rice is... Estate, call me. I'm available. Uh, I'm very reasonable. My rates well, are. Her her rates are de- are are decent. Her 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 demands are not, are no, unreasonable. No, my but... demands are absolutely unreasonable. I want Abe Vigoda in the movie, and I will not settle for anyone else. It's gonna be really hard to get that. It's just never gonna <laughs> there, fly. It's gonna it's gonna be the most expensive CGI that's ever. ever existed. Get Andy Serkis on the phone. We need him to be back in those ping pong balls. He's gotta he's gotta go back into the green room oh, and and bring and Abe, Abe vampire Vigoda Abe to life. To life. Oh. He's the only one that can do it. Probably. He probably is the only one who can do it. <laughs> I'm gonna call him. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get on the I'm gonna get on the horn. I'm gonna get some other people in on this. This is how we make it big. This is how we this is how oh, this podcast finally. finally pays for itself. Oh finally. Fifteen years. <laughs> Fifteen years later. We hit on the one idea that has never been done because it's bad. There is a redneck vampire movie though. There, well is I mean, isn't that true blood? Well yeah, well I mean that yeah, sort of. But uh but <laughs> I mean, near actually so um near dark. Oh yeah, it's kind of it's a, kind of a redneck, kind of redneck vampire. Vampires. There's also a redneck vampire X Files episode, which mm. was very good. Oh, so yeah. maybe you know, it maybe has. But that, those are all old. That's true. All They're of that's all, old. They're all old. old. True now. Blood is old. Near Dark is old. The X Files definitely, definitely is old. old. Like all oh, that's old. We oh. got to bring it back. Red, we got to start a whole new trend of redneck vampires. Can we get Julian Anderson on board, do you think? I mean, if we're going for Abe Vigoda, you might as well. She's I mean, still alive, though. She's yes. still working. <laughs> She's just probably very expensive. Yeah, I don't think I can. Well, you know, hey, we're getting Andy Circus in the ping pongs. Yeah, Abe we'll, Vigoda coming back from the dead. So, yeah. Bring Abe Vigoda back from the dead? Yeah, I think. Why not? Sure. We'll shoot for the stars. <laughs> And end up dying in space when we miss. <laughs> oh, that's Claude's favorite. Yeah, aim, for, hated. aim for the moon, because if you fail, you'll die horribly in space. Yep, yep. Not a great, not a great, <laughs> not great image. Aw. Aw. We're going to back around. And with that... <laughs> That, that, that with, sweet, wonderful note. With, 
With Let's, the mental image of, of your eyeballs boiling out of your skull and skulls. Or redneck vampires. Or redneck vampires. Yeah, either way, either way. We're going to leave you now with a, a cheery thought. This has been the Clockwork Cabaret. <laughs> she, <laughs> the she show is, is over. <laughs> she is Lady Undercock. They are Emmett Davenport. And it's not work we do. It's, it's love. love. This is Mad Wasp Radio, home of the hits.